I started this show hoping to raise more awareness around the bright outlooks manufacturing careers have. Join me as I sit down with some of the manufacturing industry's most successful change makers and learn how they're partnering people with technology. It's time to give people more meaningful work. This is Workforce 4.0. Hey, y'all. Happy Wednesday. Happy Workforce Wednesday. How are you? Thank you for joining us today. I'm excited because I'm talking to Chris Kintz from Augmenteer today. And uh, Chris and I, Chris and I go back, man. I feel like. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how are you? Um, I know that you are in marketing at Augmenteer and um, I got to know you through an online virtual event that one of our industry friends, uh, Aiden, put together for Generator. Right. And I got to uh, interview um, your CEO and that was a really awesome experience for me. And uh, then from there, I think we've been on a, at least one panel together and uh, I've met Madison. If Madison's watching, hey, Madison, um, because she lives right down the road. Right, that's so, right. Yeah. Uh, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. So tell us a little bit more about uh, yourself and Augmenteer. Yeah, so I head up uh, marketing and, and go-to-market programs here at Augmenteer. Um, you had a great conversation with Russ uh, back whenever that was now, um, you know, centered around workforce challenges and, and manufacturing. And, and what's what's interesting and, you know, good for us, obviously, is that those problems, they've gotten worse in the past, you know, six to nine months. I mean, there's a real labor crisis right now. And that's kind of squarely where we are focusing our technology, you know, it's a technology solution, but focusing how technology can help that. So it's been, it's been great. We're, we're growing fast. Um, we just got done with a, a big spring set of, you know, schedule of events kind of around the country doing a lot of events, both combination of, you know, strictly manufacturing events, but also events that have started to get into kind of the HR and learning side of, of things as they blend HR and learning with OT technology. So it's been really, really good to talk to companies and universally everyone, they have the same same set of issues and challenges. There's no easy answers. So it's good to have conversations like this because I think it it it, it helps to you know, not just raise awareness to some of the issues that everyone has, but also, you know, what our solutions, approaches, what are quick wins that people can do. So it's been good. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Um yeah, that was something very interesting that um, kind of drew me into Augmenteer and what you guys were doing. I thought it was really unique um, and uh, and really offered a, a good solution for, like you said, a quick win. Um, so, Chris, I don't know, you know, I don't know if we'll get to do a panel anytime soon, but if we do, how do you feel about a karaoke night? Is that kind of something that you, <laughs> you'd like to to do? Yeah, that would work. Awesome. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Um, so with that, I'm going to ask you, ask everybody, what is your favorite song? Well, if we're doing karaoke, it'll have to be something queen, right? I mean, of course, right? Right. right. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because, you know, Jake Hall, who was on our panel in New York, too, um, he was on a few weeks ago and he said, uh, yeah, his answer was Bohemian Rhapsody. So I'm surprised by that because he's... He's a he's a he's a millennial, right? He's a bit younger, so I'm surprised by that. But maybe the movie sort of turned him on to that music. Great music, right? It's good. It's a good. It's good music. Yeah, 
Definitely. Uh, yeah, I have, I have a wide range, actually. So I'm a, a very big Grateful Dead fan. So those are probably the top of my list. But also all the 90s grunge and indie rock is is where I am and even even today. But you can't go go wrong with uh, with Queen Bohemian Rhapsody. So perfect for karaoke, right? Of course. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you my brother's favorite karaoke song is Sweet Child of Mine. So anytime that we have our family get togethers, um, we have a portable karaoke machine. We have like several, <laughs> several things, right? So like in the summer, um, we have like one of those H2O goes. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's yep. like your home water slide. Um, and anytime we have like parties or we're having like a cookout, we're all calling each other like, okay, so who has the H2O go and who has the karaoke machine? And then like random things like, hey, do you remember that platter that, you know, was <laughs> mom's? Can you can we use that? I mean, just random stuff like that for all of our family get togethers. But um, the karaoke machine is always usually involved. And uh, my brother is always he it's his go to karaoke song is Sweet Child. Cool. So, Very yeah, cool. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so. Now that we've kind of gone through all the awesome music that's out there, past and present, right? Uh, let's talk about Augmenteer and what you guys are doing for the workforce, because uh, I kind of designed this show to be about Workforce 4.0, which, mm -hmm. which you brought to my attention. Um, I had no idea it was kind of defined as the intersection between human resources and industry 4.0 technology. Um, and I wanted you to come on because I think, you know, you definitely have some great insights on that to share with us. But how is Augmenteer giving people more meaningful work with the help of technology? Right. Yeah. I mean, so, so it's, um, I'll answer that, but, but this workforce 4.0 thing is kind of interesting. So certainly I think it's, you know, there's a couple of places that have defined it as the intersection of HR and industry 4.0. And what's interesting is when you look at industry 4.0 i mean the human side of that <laughs> whole space and you know that whole equation the human side has been kind of underserved by technology i mean mo for the most part manufacturers you know the workers frontline workers are using the same technology or lack of technology that, that you know that's existed for the past 20 years i mean they're using paper-based work instructions they're you know signing forms they're going into filing cabinets they're pulling out binders with dust on them to get schematics i mean it's you know it's 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 not modernized right and so you know i think there's there's definitely a lot of efforts underway to not only modernize that but bring technology into the hands of 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 the workforce um so i think this is a great topic and that's kind of squarely where augmenteer is sitting so we're a suite of um what we call connected worker tools but they're really tools that help the workforce and employers and manufacturers help them empower their workers from hire to retire. So that ent entire life cycle of, of that worker it helps helps em empower them to not only do their jobs better, but to be more productive at doing their jobs, which in turn is going to help them be more engaged, help them going to feel better doing their jobs. So it's everything from digital guidance and instructions. It's it's on the job training, right? And so it's it's moving training closer to on the job. And it's even technologies, which I think we'll get into here, but even even approaches and technologies to help them do things that they weren't able to do previously. So it's it's empowering them, it's giving them, you know, growth and career potential. So things that, you know, typical, I mean, you're from the HR world, right? There's a lot of 
technology and solutions out there to do that for desk workers, but not for manufacturing workers. And so we're trying to trying to address that. And I think it's um, you know, obviously a, an opportune time, you know, to do that now with the with some of the issues um in, in the workforce crisis today. Absolutely. I'm going to bring up a couple of comments. We've already got some really good comments here. And thank you guys again for commenting and uh, showing your support. And if you have any questions or anything for Chris, please feel free to drop those and we'll address some of those as well as we go along. Um, first and foremost, I have to wish Aaron Prather and shout him out a happy Workforce Wednesday. Thank you, Aaron, for being so supportive. Um, he was previously he was actually my first guest on oh, Workforce 4.0. Yeah, he's a huge workforce development advocate. If uh, if you guys aren't following him, definitely give him a follow because he is always posting some great stuff. Um, and then Jesse Wells, he is here. He says a digital twin is greater than a dusty binder. I can't I can't agree more. Absolutely. So when right. Chris, when you were saying that, they all, you know what I kept thinking about. I kept thinking about uh, like in the HR world, when um, you're talking to some of these HR managers and they're like, you know, going around doing roundtable discussions and saying, yeah, well, this is what our company has been up to kind of thing at some of these meetings. Organizing and the coat closet, <laughs> organizing, least, the, <laughs> organizing least, the file cabinet. Yes. Well, at least uh, one person was going to say, well, we've reviewed and updated our employee handbook. Right. Yeah. And it's a big, you know, it, it's, I'm laughing, but it's a big job to do that because then you're, you're updating it, you're printing it, you're proofreading it, you're, and then you're, you know, putting it all together. And depending on the size of your staff, I mean, that's, you know, you could have anywhere from 50 employees to a thousand, you know? Uh, so that's all of those copies, right? So I totally resonate with that, Jesse. I get it. For sure. Um, yeah, so Augment here, it's a, it's just a really neat solution. You touched a little bit on empowerment. And I really think that's such an important element to this because in a lot of plants that I've been in, um, I feel like, you know, it's very repetitive and there's not a lot of growth opportunity. And I feel like we as an industry could be doing more to really, truly empower the workforce. Uh, so let's talk about that for just a, just a minute here. But why do, why do you think that the future workforce will be built on this idea of empowerment? Um, and what does that look like uh, for companies today? Like, do you see that in present day, some shifts being made there? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly an increase in attention spent on on empowerment, and, and that's a lot of things. That's that's creating a more collaborative environment. That's creating an environment where workers can provide feedback into process improvement. You know, and actually, we have some customers that are starting to sort of gamify that a little bit, right? And so, workers that can provide input into into process improvement. You know, we think of a a factory line, and hey, I see an inefficiency here. And being able to digitally submit feedback on a procedure or a work process and then have that be accepted, right? So there's a lot of value in, in terms of participating in the greater, you know, productivity goals of the company. You know, that's that, that, that's certainly valuable. You're not just, you know, doing your job heads down. You're actually involved and in, in collaborative. And then actually collaboration is interesting, too, because now, 
you know, the dynamics of the workforce. People are looking at, from an HR standpoint, I think employers are looking at what are different ways that we can retain or attract employees. And one of them is maybe create flexible work schedules, right? So when you do that, maybe it's hybrid work, but then you have people that are not always sort of in the same facility, same location. So collaboration, you know, is, is, a, is a challenge to keep going there. Again, digital technology can help there. You know, desk workers, we all use Zoom, WebEx, Teams, right? But that's a little bit different, a little bit harder to use on the shop floor. So having collaboration technology is sort of purpose built for that industrial or manufacturing setting helps as well. So there's just a lot of angles there, but definitely, you know, manufacturers are starting to look at that as a way to, you know, what, what are different ways that we can use to empower our employees? Um, we're seeing that across the board for sure. I love that because in my experience in recruiting personally, the companies that provide roadmaps for professional development opportunities and for their employees to make real business decisions through collaboration um, and through uh, advancing their own skill sets outside of just, you know, the basics, being reliable, showing up every day, right. you know, having having a good attitude, having aptitude, all those good things. Um, they're much more likely to succeed in recruiting and retention than companies that don't focus as much on their culture. Right. Um, you know, that it, it's interesting. So, you know, we get approached by manufacturing companies all the time. And, and, and it's one thing to say, hey, look, we're using paper-based work instructions or paper-based SOPs for safety, compliance, quality checklists, whatever they are, right? So it's one thing going paper to digital there. But when you look at skills and skills tracking, you know, if you have five people, easy to track skills. If you have thousands of people across a bunch of global plants, it's much harder, right? And the That's reality it. today is these companies are like, well, they've, we, you know, we're, we're modernized. We we're tracking skills on a spreadsheet, right? Okay. <laughs> that's a spreadsheet that exists somewhere, right? But it's completely disconnected from the actual work that's happening. It's disconnected from you know, the people, right? So the people, really, the, the, the employees don't have access to it. So, the, and then when you're looking at competency and proficiency in a job, how is actually is someone doing on that job? You have to go back and find the spreadsheet, figure out kind of what skills they have, where they need upskilling. So bridging that gap, I think is a really big opportunity. That's one of the things that, that, that we're addressing with our solution is bridging the gap between what have you been trained and skilled in and certified in versus how you're doing, you know, how you're, you know, how you're actually performing on the floor. And then you, you give that to the employee, they have a little bit more control over their, over their career growth, right? So they can see where their deficiencies may be. They can get, they can be a little more proactive in upskilling, you know, from, from their standpoint, because, and again, just that leads to empowerment, leads to a little bit more engagement. So. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that it's important that we keep in mind that people don't necessarily know what they don't know. Um, so, you know, they're not going to have the the ability. I mean, most most people, unless you're just really, you know, really in tune with everything. Right. Um, and there's certainly people like that. But I don't think most people really have the ability to, like, look outside of themselves and make those decisions on their own. I mean, they're, they don't know what they don't know. Um, and in addition to that, as, as kind of a build on, um, not knowing what you don't know, I think sometimes we just want to give very specific 
information, right? But I think, especially with the younger generations, they need to see the bigger picture. Absolutely. They need to see that they have a purpose. They need to see that they're part of a greater story, (laughs) you know, not just, you know, punching a time clock, right? Yeah. Yeah. Have you, there's a really popular meme. I don't know if you guys are in memes, but there's this really popular meme and it's like, um, it's like, uh, I have questions about like writing or dying. I don't know. I don't know the specific, I don't remember the specific words, but it's like, I have questions like, where are we going? You know, who's going with, are we going to eat? You know, (laughs) we have questions. I think our generation, we have a lot of questions and certainly Gen Z. You know, we want to know all the pieces to the puzzle uh, so that we're able to feel like we can contribute at a higher yes. level. Right. If that makes exactly. Sense. Yeah. And uh, I think companies are, and employers are starting to recognize that. And again, this is where this type of technology comes into play. It, it not only, you know, it gives employers a way to, to kind of empower the workers, but it, then it gives workers a little bit more sense of kind of how they're contributing, where they're contributing. You know, we've had some comments on feedback. I talked about, you know, worker feedback and then, you know, using that to improve the cycle. I mean, that's huge as well. So, you know, it gives them, it, it definitely gives them a little more em- empowerment, a little, you know, a better sense of their job, more purpose. Absolutely. I'm going to show this comment from a LinkedIn user. I want to say that's Carol. Carol, if that's you, remember I get it because I'm that LinkedIn user too on all the lives. (laughs) Um, But she's got a question here. Hi, Chris. How are you using Augmenteer to get feedback on your platform from the frontline operators? Yeah, so we, um, you know, feedback is is a couple different things in in our sense. Um, From a little literal sense, feedback is, let's say an operator is going through a standard procedure to either operate a piece of equipment, maybe it's maintenance, you know, whatever it is, if they're going through that procedure and they reach a step and there's, you know, uh, an image, a video, a helper, you know, schematic or, you know, image on uh, whatever they're doing, maintenance or something, if that's wrong or incorrect, they can say, hey, here's a better picture that represents this or a better picture that represents this defect. Maybe you could add that to the to the work procedure so that, you know, future, you know, future runs, future people are going to, um, you know, benefit from that. Um, that automatically goes back to content, the content managers to look at and say, hey, yeah, that is a better representation of a defect, or that is a better representation of how to open the back panel of this filler machine, you know, whatever it is, right. And so that can be incorporated into the procedure. I mean, there's no better um, set of instructions than, you know, someone actually walking through it live and, and, and up to date. So that's kind of one example. But then behind the scenes, we're also capturing how workers are performing those jobs. You know, again, whatever it is, is it is it safety? Is it quality? Is it operations? Um, is it is it maintenance or or, or, or or service and repair? And getting the system is getting feedback on how those workers are performing. Is there a step that's taking everyone far too long? Maybe it's a step that a training manager can proactively set up some upskilling training for for the workforce to be able to say hey this is how you we this is how you do this routine because you know it's just not well known here or whatever so it's it's an efficiency gain here by looking at how are people performing or maybe maybe we can just put a micro learning video into this you know particular routine that's going to help everybody sort of get past that you know something that was taking 20 30 minutes now you only need to take 5 minutes so there's a kind of a couple ways we're incorporating feedback in all are super critical 
and it's just kind of helping from a continuous improvement standpoint, right? Helping to continually improve not only the workforce and empower them, but then improve the processes that surround that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I think that's just a really interesting uh, tool instead of having, you know, because then you're preserving that tribal knowledge too, right? Yep, like totally. you said, I mean, that that tip of, you know, this is how you can expedite something and that this is just a trick of the trade, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is not well known, but you can do this instead. Um, that's because we are, we talk about tribal knowledge a lot. We're like, you know, we need to preserve tribal knowledge. But again, it's one of these, these terms that you're just like, well, what exactly is tribal yeah. knowledge? That's a perfect example. Yeah, That's preserve it and then digitize it so that it can be turned into a corporate asset, right? It can be turned into something that can be reusable, part of the knowledge base. I mean, one of the things our system does is curate all this knowledge and put it into the hands of the worker easily accessible so you don't have to figure out what binder do i have to go to what system do i have to log into to get this information is sort of at your fingertips and in context aware at your fingertips so you're when you're in a, a particular routine a particular procedure doing a particular job you can get sort of simple access to all that and so digitally capturing that tribal knowledge in whatever form it exists maybe it's a it's a session between a subject matter expert and a novice worker who's trying to solve a problem right you know, to capture that and then put that into a, a searchable knowledge base and then make that accessible. I mean, that's huge. So we're definitely seeing that that's where companies are going. It's a long road though, right? It's not something that's going to happen overnight, but it's it's definitely critical and valuable. I mean, we've talked forever about the retiring workforce. I mean, that, that problem's not going away and, and it's a reality, right? So this, this helps address that. Yeah, it is. Um, and that's, I mean, that's a really, again, when we talk about quick wins, that's a great quick win for manufacturing. For absolutely, sure. absolutely. I've got another question. You guys are really asking some great questions. Thank you so much. Look at this. Um, this is from Trent Randalls. Chris, have you implemented a system that monitors operator performance at an assembly machine cycle times to complete tasks, defects produced, et cetera? Yeah, uh, great question. So assembly is a good use case for us. Um, certainly not high volume assembly where a lot of it's automated, you know, and that's a whole separate, you know, industry 4.0 topic, but high mix, you know, low volume assembly, absolutely, you know, we're, we're being used to, to track, you know, quality. Um, a lot of our customers are using that to get people on the line faster, you know, so you get it, you, you hire, I mean, we, you know, again, this gets back to the whole labor shortage uh, that, you know, that the um, report out by the Workforce Institute on, you know, the just the labor gap, you know, that exists 90%, nine and 10 odd manufacturers, I'd say that their biggest challenge right now is a, is a you know, workforce gap, labor gap, um, inability to hire skilled labor. So if you can't hire skilled labor, you're higher, you're lowering the hiring bar a little bit, you're hiring people that may not have the skills, but then then the, the challenge becomes not hiring and the challenge becomes getting them skilled enough to be productive on the line, assembling whatever you're assembling, right? Um, so moving that onboarding and training closer to the point of work, getting a little more uh, you know, on the job training when you're doing that is helping them get get productive faster. But then tying in all the aspects of okay, now you're gonna mon now you're gonna track how that how that operator, how that assembler is performing their job, track it against quality, track it against time to completion, and then use that to say where could they be upskilled? We can smartly upskill now. We can smartly train now instead of taking three months to train someone on everything that they may possibly need to do 
you know, be very focused on, you know, be, be smart on, on how you're training um, based on, on how they're performing. And then, yeah, tracking, you know, where they're struggling, where they're succeeding, and then using that across your entire workforce. Absolutely, you know, assembly is a great, a great use case for us. And then, you know, it, it gets into, you know, you need to integrate with quality systems potentially to track defects, um, integrate with, with other, obviously, we, you know, for the most part, our, our, um, our solutions integrating with some work order, you know, system that's generating, you know, an assembly work order, for example. Um, but digitizing all that and then, and then optimizing that, you know, putting, putting the, the, the power of what to do into the hands of the worker, but then giving them the opportunity to, you know, when you, when you can, when you can optimize what they're doing, you know, through this sort of continuous feedback loop. I mean, it's, it, it's really valuable to the companies that we're working with. So definitely a good use case for us. Absolutely. Um, I think I've got time. I know we're running, we're getting really short yeah, on quick. time here for the day, but I think I've got time for one more question. The title of the episode is called Workforce 4.0 will be greater than a master one. And, you know, when I when we sat down and we were planning out this conversation, um, this was one of the titles that I really struggled with because the title that I had, I don't know, I was I just I don't know, I didn't like it. So I was thinking, you know, I think I'm going to rename the show. And I told you, you know, I told you that the title and uh I was just thinking about it after our conversation. The only thing I could keep thinking about was really that old idiom, right? By Robert Greene. It's like a jack of all trades, a master of none. Um, because I do think as we advance into this skills gap in industry 4.0 technology, there's going to be far many more generalists than specialists yes. because there's yes. just, it's going to come out of necessity. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, but from your perspective, why do you think that the workforce of manufacturing future will be made up more of like Jack's and Jill's of all trades? Yeah. Th and this is, are there yeah. already companies adopting that strategy today? Yeah, this is, I mean, this is, this is great for yeah. sure. And so I have a good story. So I like, um, I like chocolate cookies, right? So we have a customer of ours big manufacturing company, big food and menu. And so they make the best selling chocolate cookies in the world. I mean, just, it's not me saying it, but they are the best selling chocolate cookies in the world. They're the best chocolate cookies in the world. So big, big, um, you know, food manufacturer, they had a problem. So again, it's, you, you say skills gap, it's really a labor gap, oh. right? So, so they had a problem on their, in, in some of their, many of their facilities where lines would go down, call into maintenance, to get the line back up and running, it would take hours because maintenance was short staffed. And again, in this Workforce Institute report that came out, a lot of good stats on, on uh, you know, I think 60% of manufacturers say at any given time we're short staffed by 30%, you know, on any given day. Um, so there's a real problem. So line goes down, maintenance crew can't show up, take two, three, four hours for them to show up. That's That's production, chocolate cookies aren't being made. You know, everyone said. So what they wanted to do was a couple of things. They wanted to standardize on these some of these more routine maintenance tasks, and then put and, and, and empower. I'll use the word empower again. Empower the machine operators to perform those maintenance routines in, instead of relying on the maintenance techs, the specialists that were skilled in these things that they can't that they can't hire. So they wanted to put that give operators 
more flexibility in what they were doing, make them more of a generalist versus just my sole purpose is operating this piece of equipment. So they had a handful of preventative maintenance routines and some of the regular maintenance routines, digitize those through Augmenteer, gave those to operators, and they were able to let operators perform a lot of the maintenance routines. And, and as a result, operators feel better. They're doing more to help keep the line up and running. Their downtime went down by, I think, 27%, you know, because of this. So, so real, real value at the end of the day. Um, it, it, it's autonomous maintenance is kind of what the what what it's called, but it's putting, you know, maintenance tasks into the hands of of, of the operators to perform those routines. And 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 why? Well, it's because you're short staffed. It's it's because you can't just magically hire a bunch of skilled technicians to solve the problem. That problem's not going away anytime soon. You're going to be continue to be understaffed. Um, and so that's an, that's a maintenance example, but it can be across the board. You know, again, it relates to what we talked about with empowerment. Um, it's, it's, it's giving people the ability to do more than what they were, you know, maybe potentially hired for. It, it, it creates a more engaged, you know, worker base. And, and absolutely we're hearing it from customers. They want to create a more, a team of generalists. If you only have you know, if 30% of your workforce isn't going to show up any given day, are you going to be short at any given shift, you know, by 30% of the required people that need to be there, you're going to need a team of generalists to, to help sort of offset that. And that gets into the importance of, of smart scheduling, of smart job assignments, you know, a bunch of other things. We could have a whole nother conversation on that, but really cool stuff. Yeah. But you know what I love about that example is that, um, you know, when you're thinking about, you know, because we're always, we're always fighting this narrative about robots taking our jobs. <laughs> and, um, you know, when you get into that, yeah, I mean, there's going to be, again, out of necessity, there's going to be increased automation in manufacturing. Um, robots are going to do more tasks as, an, as, you know, a side effect of this increased automation but my look my outlook has always been been let's be proactive about it and not reactive so if we know this is going to happen and we do then why not do something like that company that you were talking about why not identify your top employees that have you know the attitude and the aptitude as i like right. to say and give them a path forward to where when this shift does happen and i know everybody's not on the same timeline so it may be sooner or later depending on your company uh but when the shift does happen then you're investing in your workforce by taking a, a potential situation that could be negative right uh with job loss and what have you and you're upskilling them and giving them an opportunity to not only advance themselves professionally, but also give them the opportunity to invest your whole economical ecosystem. Right, right? yeah, it, it's an upskilling thing for sure. And not all jobs are gonna be automated. I mean, that's the reality of it. I mean, there's just a lot of things that, you know, even assembly, you know, when you get these high mix, low volume assembly operations, they're not gonna be automated, right? Um, but but definitely, definitely the the, the next big thing, and this again, this is where tech comes into play, is is upskilling and reskilling, and be able to do that smartly, right? So be able to do that very smartly. Um, it weaves in aspects of learning and development. It weaves in aspects of HR, who are the people that have the right attitude, aptitude, um, and then who are the people that are actually competent 
in, in performing their jobs and sort of blending all those things together. So um, absolutely, yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been a great discussion yes. today, Chris. I really enjoyed it. A lot of good this. questions that we didn't get to, but but we'll uh, I, hopefully try to address these offline. I know. Yeah. So what I'll do, I'll go back and, and rewatch this uh, later, either tonight or tomorrow night, and try to respond to as many of these questions. And um, I'll tag you too. Yeah, so shoot them my way. Yeah. You'll see them. But for anybody that would like to reach out to you independently, can you tell us where... Um, where, how they can reach you, how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, so LinkedIn, obviously, just you just hit me up there. Love to love to chat. Um, you can email me at chris.kuntz at augmenteer.com as well. Love to love to connect with anybody. Uh, LinkedIn may be the easiest, but absolutely love to love to connect with all of you and and answer any questions directly that I can. So looking forward to it. Absolutely, yes. Well, perfect. Well, I have really enjoyed this. Thank you guys so much for your comments and for coming and uh, your great questions. And um, we're really excited to kind of keep this show going next week with our, uh, our next episode for Workforce Wednesday. We hope to have you all back then same time same place and chris thank you so much for yes. coming and uh sharing your knowledge with us and talking more about the connected workforce i think that is such again you know i just think that's such a good solution to uh an immediate problem so i really yeah. appreciate it i know you're busy yeah guy. thank you thank you very much for having me on this was this was this was great we have to do it again soon yes definitely most definitely i agree all right. Well, everybody else, have a great rest of your week. Happy Workforce Wednesday. And let's keep the conversation going. Thanks, everybody. Thank you all.